0: Thirty-six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one-dollar-per-month trial period at Shopify.com/work.
1: Shopify.com/work. You're listening to Kaleidoscope, a podcast about identity, faith, and social engagement in dangerous times. I'm Deborah Jean Lee. In this week's mini-episode, we're introducing a new special segment. It's called 101. A 101 is a quick crash course in a word or issue that might be new to some of us. We invite guests who specialize in these topics to unpack them. Today, intersectionality 101. Intersectionality. It's a mouthful, isn't it? It's a term that gets bandied about a lot in certain circles. And if left undefined, it can sound really academic and out of reach. So today we're bringing in Ana Jelsey Velasco Sanchez. Ana Jelcy is a faith organizing and racial justice educator. She identifies as an immigrant and an Indo Latinx Venezuelan. If you're not familiar with the term Latinx, it's a gender neutral term used in place of Latina or Latino. Ana Jelsey has a number of interconnected social identities, making her just the right person to explain this concept. Um, Hey everyone,
0: this is Ana Jelsey Velasco-Sanchez, and today we're gonna do a conversation about intersectionality. So it's a theory that was coined by Kimberly Crenshaw. She is an attorney and professor. uh, She coined it in 1989. This was a way to discuss the intersectional identities uh, of black women in particular the the way they move through the world as women and then as black people um, among other things that those identities can often compound in um, multiple forms of oppression and what that looks like for them and how often in justice conversations what happens is addressing one of those identities and so when you come through the door and want to have a conversation about you know, addressing systems or issues of injustice and you're only acknowledging one part of a person, uh, it's going to it's going to fall flat. There's going to be a, a degree of failure to it or ineffectiveness. And so this is some of what uh, uh, Crenshaw was speaking to. There's also this issue of, especially frequently, a sort of diluted version or understanding of intersectionality. Like I've heard, a good example I've heard recently is people referring to um, being Say a person of color and being Christian as uh, intersectionality, um, and so I've had conversations with them. I well, Christianity—we live in a Christian-centric um, society. Uh, it's not uh, a marginalized identity. It's not an identity that is uh, likely to lead to any form of oppression, um, particularly in the United States. Uh, and so that's just just because you have two identities that intersect. Is not the same thing as intersectionality <laughs> as a theory and the conversations that come out of it, um, and the approach to justice that should be you know happen as a result of it. For myself, uh, the way I try to approach it is, I do use the term intersectionality because it has gained steam, but I often will pair it with um, the words interlocking, and the reason I do that is I think that intersectionality gives me language and and something real to connect my experiences to, but I also recognize that while I can benefit from it, it wasn't made for me. This was for black women. Uh, interlocking um, identities as an idea is something that comes um, from Chicanx and Latinx uh, activists. And so, it's, while it's not as a deeply formed an idea, it speaks to exactly the same concepts from a, a Latinx
1: perspective. Can you give me an example sure. in your life of interlocking identities sure. and how? What does that? What does compound oppression sure. look like?
0: A specific example: um, what it's like to be an Indo Latinx woman and an immigrant in the church. What it is to be brown and be in the church, um, and in faith spaces. I've had uh, interactions with people that have sometimes been very specifically. Rooted in misogyny and patriarchy and sometimes very specifically rooted in racism or xenophobia And then I've had those experiences where there's overlap. So I've had Men say very like gendered uh, critiques to me um, uh, And then I've had white men say very gender critiques that then also are dismissive with like a racial lens to it and so it's it's just these compounding things this idea of um, death by a thousand paper cuts and that's What it is to have interlocking identities is
1: paper cut after paper cut after paper cut. Can you tell me maybe one story of a time something happened to you or you were in a conversation where um, multiple identities were under attack? My church has been in
0: some really difficult but really intentional conversations about racial justice in particular, and uh, I was in a meeting with... um, the leaders in the church who were running either affinity groups or racial justice groups was one of the groups that I lead. And some of the conversation got heated in talking about the race component of, and the the church's commitment to being um, multicultural, but, the, but that kind of stopping short of a commitment to racial justice and pretty intentionally stopping short of a commitment to racial justice. And as I got um, heated and upset about that, One of the men in the room um, uh, was a man of color, but started speaking down very emphatically to me and one of the other women of color in the room. Um, And so, but when he was speaking down to us, what he was talking about was a very clear example of internalized white supremacy. Um, and this need to coddle or protect the system that was in place that has been hurting us on a pretty regular basis in our in our church, um, and but he used. Um, taking up a lot more space than it was appropriate in a tone that was inappropriate and condescension um, to silence us and emphatically attempting to silence us. flat out tells us you have no, you can't talk. You have no room to speak right now um, because of how much time we had been in the church even though we had been there for years. Um, so it was an interesting um, example of internalized white supremacy uh, pairing with a pretty sexist attitude uh, in order to silence two, two women of color uh, and someone who was supposed to be in partnership with us.
1: Mm-hmm. I want to ask one more question about intersectionality more broadly. You talk about compound oppression. Um, What are examples of that in our society? There is um,
0: a theologian that I have a lot of respect for uh, who recently wrote about uh, immigration and his church being asked to be a sanctuary church. And within his right, decided that that was not something he wanted to do. Uh, But he decided to move a step further and write an article about why he had made that decision. This is a white man who wrote this, by the way. And he laid out his list of reasons why he didn't think the treatment that uh, undocumented people are being subjected to in the U.S. rose to the level of abuse of power or injustice, and therefore there wasn't a moral obligation for his church to become a sanctuary church. And that deeply upset me. And so I wrote a response article. um, And one of the things I spoke about specifically because... uh, But he's an advocate of the LGBTQ community. And so I knew that that was something he was passionate about already. And in my response article, I wrote... um, about the treatment in particular of LGBTQ people uh, who are undocumented and end up in detainment centers and the severity and uniqueness of that treatment, the things that they're subjected to, who they're housed with, um, what sort of abuses they suffer and um, why that is. It's egregious, you know, no matter your sexual orientation or or, um, gender identity, but if you're also a minority or a marginalized in that respect. It's tenfold. Um, And so I was trying to meet him where he was in that and say, this is a group that I know you have a passion for. They're also a part of the population that you're saying is not experiencing um, uh, trauma, and here's how they are in very specific ways.
1: Can you give a couple specific examples of how people from the LGBTQ community who are also immigrants face specific trauma that people who are either immigrants but not LGBTQ don't face or people who are LGBTQ but not immigrants don't face like what is this unique sure. Venn diagram intersection sure. experience well,
0: um a really obvious one is just the question of who you're being housed with who you're who you're um, sleeping next to um, in a detainment center um, if you're a trans woman and and you're being housed with a group of men um, the, the physical and sexual violence that that uh, can lead to um, is very specifically a result of those intersecting identities, of you being a uh, trans woman and being undocumented. Um, so that's a, a really obvious example of it. I mean, there are countries where if you're undocumented and you came to the U.S. and you're a part of the LGBTQ community, um, going back can mean death or abuse, physical violence um, and persecution. Uh, in a way that it may not be for another undocumented person from your country if they are straight and cisgender.
1: That does it for Intersectionality 101. A big thank you to Ana Jelsey Velasco-Sanchez for talking with me. If you want to learn more about intersectionality or Ana Gelsi, visit our website, kscopepod.com, and go to the episode page where you can find links and other resources mentioned. That's it for this episode. Kaleidoscope is produced by Dennis Funk with amazing support by co-founder Aaron James Brown. I'm your host, Deborah Jian Lee. You can find out more about the show at kscopepod.com. Our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is at kscopepod. Thanks to the BTS Center for funding season one. If you're into the show and you want to hear more in the future, please consider supporting us. Our Patreon account is kscopepod. Or use a Radio Public app, where we get some coins for each listen. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps, too. All right. I'll see you next episode. In the meantime, let the world see you. When they do, they'll never be the same.